Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. That was not a mild suggestion. That was a command. Come on, give him a praise for what he's doing right now not for what has already happened. I say give him a a right now praise for whatever's going on in your life in this moment, in this season, in this week. You still should be giving God a praise. I'm telling you, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Is there one thing I know about our God? He doesn't need a building to bless us. No matter where it is, God is still right there. If that were not so, then people in the hospital shouldn't pray to him. If you got to be in the building, people in jail should not pray for him. But wherever it is that you have gone to the darkest moment of your life, I guarantee you nine times out of ten, you weren't in church, but you had to set up tabernacle right where it is that you are. So I'm glad that you're with us uh, on this day. On next Sunday, I need you to do the exact same. It is uh, our Emerging Generation Sunday. Uh, We're going to an undisclosed location, and we're just going to have a service with uh, millennials and young people uh, so that they can just be free to express God as uh, the Holy Spirit would guide. As you're worshiping on next Sunday, make sure your children, your grandchildren, your godchildren, your nieces and nephews are plugged in and tuned in Uh, Because it is going to be an EG takeover, and I'm excited uh, to see how it is that God is going to reveal himself in a new generation. All month long, I've been talking about verbs. I'll do no less on today. Uh, Would you uh, journey with me to uh, a not often trafficked book of the Bible? It is the book of Micah. I want you to go to uh, Micah chapter 7. I said you'll open up your Bible app. Meet me in Micah chapter 7. I only want to uh, focus on a singular verse. That verse is verse number 8. Micah 7, verse number 8. Here's what the man of God said. To my enemies, whatever you do, don't rejoice over me. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. I want to read that again. I want you to hear it. I want you to embody it, digest it. To all of my enemies, if I can give you a piece of advice, don't rejoice over me. Though I fall, know this, I will rise. And though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. I want to preach for a little while uh, today using as a subject, may the defendant please rise. May the defendant please rise. Psalms, which is uh, the longest book in the Bible, has many authors who contributed to its binding. Adam, Melchizedek, Abraham, Moses, Asap, and most prominently, David. 
The 150 selections are the cornerstone of Judeo-Christian worship. I want to submit to you today, humbly, that there really should not be 150 psalms. There should really be 151. All of the contributing authors that theologians ascribe credit to are all men. But for the 151st Psalm, I believe that the writer is a woman. And her name is Maya Angelou. At least for those of us who are uh, melanated, there is something uh, mystical, supernatural about hearing the words. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I rise. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air I rise. Out of the huts of history shame I rise. Out of a past that is rooted in pain, I rise. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise. I rise. I rise. These words will soothe your soul. It'll stimulate your spirit. And it'll warm your heart. There is something majestic in that word rise it's a verb which translates to mean to move from a lower position to a higher one rise means to move from a lower position to a higher one i want everybody in this room to shout out loud i rise come on say it with authority i rise that means I'm moving from a lower position and I'm going to a higher one. To rise is uh, to go up. The kite began to rise when the wind began to blow. To rise is an increase in an amount, an increase in size. There are mass shootings by white men on the rise. Means that the number is going up. Seems like everything rises these days. I was a young boy, and I was always baffled as to how a balloon could rise. It took me years to discover that it's able to do so because of the helium is actually lighter than air. Even the balloon itself that's made out of latex and rubber is also more dense than air. That is why, I need you to hear me, family, community, that is why an empty balloon with no air can ever get off the ground. It's what's in it that makes it rise. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. 
and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The hymnologist says it this way, something within me that holdeth the reins, something within me that I cannot explain, there's something within me that banishes pain. All that I know is that there is something within me. Do you not know that when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it'll cause you to rise. Those who are absent of a relationship with God because they cannot find the formula to rise, they settle for just getting high. They mentally want to elevate while still being in the same situation when the high wears off. Ladies and gentlemen, although you don't want it, a lot of people who can hear my voice today are seeing their blood pressure rise. The launching pad is the absence of physical activity and obstructive sleep apnea. Toxic combinations of medication, dealing with uh, cold decongestion and birth control at the same time, even at the extremity of cocaine and amphetamines, all are contributors to make your blood pressure rise. There are only a couple of things as your pastor that I don't want to see rise in this season. Lift that hand, please. Lift that hand high. Because there are only a couple of things that are not going to rise in this season. I declare and decree your blood pressure is not going to rise. I speak over your life. I hope you'll receive it and respond to it. Your cost of living is not going to rise. Your level of indebtedness is not going to rise. Hear this? Your emotions, you are not going to get a rise out of me. Are not going to rise, and I may be the only one that has shout about it. I am praying in earnest that this month gas prices will not rise. Those are the only things that I want stable. Everything else connected to you, I am believing that God is going to help it rise. You don't have to be a baker in order to know that bread has to rise. Culinary craftsmen understand the chemistry that is necessary to complete the task. Along with water and flour, you have to add yeast. Yeast is vital because yeast, I need you to hear this, is a living organism where every other ingredient is dead. Therefore, yeast consumes the sugar in the flour and turn excretes carbon dioxide, gas, and ethanol, which is actually the process known as fermentation. The gluten in the dough then traps the carbon dioxide, preventing it from escaping. And once added into the fire, the only place left for it to go is up. 
the bread can only rise when what's in it is met with fire. What the enemy didn't realize is that when the enemy backed you into a corner, the last thing the enemy should have ever done was turn the heat on. I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who refused to bow down to a false god. Can you imagine Nebuchadnezzar could have did anything to them? He could have killed them by lethal injection. He could have strapped them into an electric chair. He could have, uh, just like their mentor, thrown them into a lion's den. But he made the catastrophic mistake of putting them in a fiery furnace, not knowing that that what was necessary to activate the anointing inside of them. I hope you can hear what I am articulating to you today is that the fire you are in is necessary to activate your anointing. It ain't even for you. It's to activate the enemies who thought they could overcome you. They don't even understand. You do your best work under pressure. It is when you feel as if there are no alternatives or options that the God in you will push you to rise. I've talked about balloons, talked about biscuits, talked about blood pressure. However, what none of us ever want to hear is will the defendant please rise. Those are the words that 18-year-old Peyton Gendron who killed 10 black people in a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, is about to hear any day now. Will the defendant please rise? Will ring in the ears of the white 20-year-old male who killed seven right outside of Chicago on the 4th of July. But regrettably, Jalen Walker, right in Akron, Ohio, will never hear those words because he had 60 bullets into his body, all for the crime of an outstanding parking ticket. Innocent until proven guilty keeps failing the vision test for the last 300 years. Do you know how many people never got the opportunity to hear the judge say, will the defendant rise? Because a burning cross was placed outside of their home. Never were able to hear, will the defendant please rise? Because in the words of Nina Simone, they were hung to sycamore trees like strange fruit. Never able to hear, will the defendant please rise? Because the bones of their body are still in the basement of the Atlantic Ocean. Because they jumped overboard in the midst of the Middle Passage. Can you imagine that now could have been 83-year-old Emmett Teal who never heard the words, will the defendant please rise? rise never heard it why because it was never 
an option. The directive is usually issued at the end. I need you to hear this. You only hear those words at the end of the trial. At the end of the trial, right before judgment is handed down. If you are still standing, that means the trial is coming to an end. I don't know where you're watching. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you are dealing with. But if you can hear my voice, the trial is almost over. The defendant, which I learned from watching, reruns a law and order. Is the person who is charged with perpetrating something of some consequence. And here you are, propped up in your own self-indulgence, baptized in your own self-righteousness. Saying, Pastor Brian, it's good that y'all are down there. But I want to say to you from my gated community in suburban America that I have absolutely no legalities facing me. <clears throat> Maybe you don't, but I've got to ask you, have you ever been accused? No? Have you ever been suspected? Have you ever been slandered? Have you ever been scorned? That ain't you. Have you ever been underestimated? Have you ever been vilified? No, that's not you. Have you ever been rumored? Have you ever been presumed guilty? Have you ever been profiled? Have you ever been thrown in the group guilty by association? May the defendant please rise. I'm talking to those of you, hear me, who are um, had to explain yourself. Taken wrong. Text messages misunderstood. People assumed you were ignoring them. People assumed you were better, hear this, when you were only blessed. You ever been at a place where people made up their mind about you without ever meeting you? Without ever shaking your hand? You ought to count yourself blessed if you've never had to sit through a conversation of somebody apologizing because they thought something about you and never knew you. The Constitution mandates that those who are forced to defend themselves must have an advocate. And I want you to know you have a court-appointed advocate. Daniel was told by an angel, we heard your prayer the first time, but there was warfare in heaven because there were principalities that did not want your prayer to get answered. Do you know right now, there's some things you should have had by now, but there has been a fight in the heavenlies trying to block you from your biggest breakthrough. There are realms in the demonic who are nervous about your answered prayer. You are a threat. I need you to hear this. You are a threat with an unanswered prayer. 
What do you think you mean to the kingdom of darkness when this thing gets answered? When this gets addressed? Can you imagine people can't stand you while you're unhappy? Can you imagine people are trying to block you on a job you don't want to be on? Have you even thought about how you are a threat while you are depressed? What is going to happen when you finally get to a place of happiness? When you arrive at the station called peace? When you finally open through the door that matches your gifting? The enemy doesn't want your prayer to be answered. But God said, listen, I heard you pray it the first time. Since that moment, I've been working on your prayer getting answered. Can you imagine? I don't know how many of you got this level of faith. Can you imagine that the summer will not end without what you've been praying for coming to pass? I know you don't have that level of faith, but God sent you on this assignment to let you know he has not forgotten what you prayed about. And part of the reason why it's taken so long is you didn't even know you needed an advocate. There are people who've been trying to talk God out of your prayer. They don't want the prayer answered because they know what you've done. They know who you've been with. They know the mistakes you've made. They know the chinks in your armor. They know the areas that are still not healed. And God says, I don't know whether you can receive it or not. When this prayer is answered, don't you dare defend yourself. Because they didn't give it to you. I gave it to you. You don't owe any of them an explanation. No, I bless who I want to bless. I open the door for who I want to open a door for. Jesus says, I am your advocate. What is the advocate, Pastor? The advocate's only responsibility is to speak on behalf of the accused. Don't you say nothing. I'm going to speak for you. I ain't even going to let you testify. Because they'll use your testimony against you. Just sit there and watch me do it. For those of you who have no legal training. Here's the biblical reference. If you hold your peace. And let me fight your battle for you. I don't know whether you prepared for it. God says, I'm going to bless you when I know you're an adulterer. I'm going to bless you when I know you are a fornicator. I'm going to bless you when I know you are an overspender. I'm going to bless you when I know you are an overeater. I'm going to bless you when I know you don't have any discipline. Your gift is coming with no repentance and you add no sorrow to it. Are you prepared for a blessing you won't have to defend? How'd you get that car? How are you living in that house? How'd you qualify for that job? How'd you get into that school? And all you'll be able to say, here it is, as a good witness. I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cares. I, I don't know why he sacrificed his life, but I'm so glad 
don't you defend your blessing? Don't you defend your miracle? And don't you defend your breakthrough? I just heard, I just heard uh, Micah read aloud. Chapter 7 in the book named for him. He sends out an e-blast. He releases a robocall. And he says to all of my enemies, do not rejoice over me. Now you got to understand Micah's anointed. Micah has an assignment. Micah is called, but still falls short. And he says, I know y'all heard about the mistake I made, but don't rejoice about me. And so before y'all tell it, I'm going to call a press conference on myself. Extra, extra, read all about it. I came, Micah said, to tell everybody that I, I need you to hear the words of Micah. I, as a man of God, have lived in darkness, but I'm coming to the light. I fell, but I feel like, here's Micah's words, not mine. I've fallen, but I feel like I'm about to rise. You wanted me to be embarrassed by my mistakes. You looked for opportunities to expose me. You thought you were going to forever hold it over my head. You don't have to keep reminding me of what I did. I know who I am, but I know what I am no longer. Because to rise is to be at one position and to go to the next. I just heard the judge say, it's time, hear this, for the defendants to rise. I'm talking to you. It says, it's time, hear this, not for the sanctified to rise, the consecrated, the intercessors. No, this is the summer the defendants will rise. Who are you talking to, preacher? I'm talking to those who've been beating yourself up while God keeps taking off the bandages. I'm talking to those of you who keep apologizing for what you have been forgiven of. I'm preaching today to those who can't change the minds of those who are already small-minded. Preaching to those who keep auditioning for a role you already have. I'm talking to those who, in the words of James Baldwin, you got survivor's guilt. Your grace doesn't match the DNA of your family. I says, I'm talking to you who know you can't even be happy because of the weight and the shroud of guilt that you carry. Stop trying to overcompensate for what Jesus already paid for. How are you buying for everybody while you're emotionally bankrupt? God told me to tell you this word is not for the perfect. It's not even for the perfected. God told me to tell you you are watching this as an appointment because the scandal are about to rise. Hear this. 
those with wrecked reputations are about to rise. Those who got trauma from your childhood are about to rise. Those who can't keep a healthy relationship are about to rise. Those who have been their own worst enemy are about to rise. Those who have been deputized for self-sabotage are about to rise. Those who are depleted and exhausted from running yourself crazy are about to rise. Those of you who are tired because you sleep but you won't let your mind rest are about to rise. Those of you who can't get to the future because you are a hostage to your past are about to rise. And you're saying, Pastor, like um, a balloon, do I need helium to rise? Like bread, do I need yeast to rise? Is it going to cost me salt and bacon for my blood pressure to rise? None of that is required. Then, Pastor, how am I going to rise when I live in the basement of my existence? Jesus said, the only thing that is required for you to rise. If I be lifted up, I'll draw you unto me. Please excuse us. Ain't no stained glass windows. It ain't no Hammond B3. Ain't no ushers in here. We so crazy that we'll worship God in a shelter. We're so crazy that we'll bless God even when we shouldn't even be here on a Sunday morning. Are you telling me the only thing I gotta do to rise is to lift him up? Yes. That's the only thing that's required. And there you are with your your bathrobe on. You better give him glory. There you are making breakfast for the kids. You better give him glory. There you are half sleep. You better give him glory that when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah. When a defendant is told to rise they are rising so that they can hear the ruling of the judge. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But as many as receive him, them he gave power. He gives power to the faint and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. Would you lift your hand? The judge has just given me the verdict. It's my responsibility as the bailiff of this court to read to you your sentence. You are now therefore to live the rest of your life with no shame. You're to live the rest of your life with no embarrassment. You're to live the rest of your life with no regrets. You're to live the rest of your life 
with a peace that passes all understanding. You are to live the rest of your life forgiving yourself for what you've done. You're to live the rest of your life making sure your children don't inherit your weakness. You're to relive the rest of your life letting the devil know. Don't rejoice because you saw me go down. Stand still and watch me rise again. I am believing that while I'm three months from Easter, this is your resurrection season. That you get ready to rise to become who God called you to be. Do you not realize I've been telling you it every Sunday? This is the lowest you ever going to be. Because this is now your risen season. I want you to lift up that hand. Hallelujah. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all of my fears are gone. Life is worth the living just because he lives. I want you to lift up that hand knowing that you're getting ready to rise. Rise out of poverty. Rise out of the grief of mama dying. Rising out of the sadness of losing your job. Rising out of the distress of what's going on with your child. And still, you'll rise. I want to pray for you. I hope you'll lift that hand. Most merciful Father, thank you for visiting us when we were down. Thank you. That we were, when we were at our lowest, you refused to let them bury us. Thank you that we've got a glimmer of faith and hope that things only go up from here. Thank you that they had no idea that your gift was inside of us. My only prayer. Is God, when we rise, help us to pull somebody up with us. To take a generation with us. To take a family with us. To take those who are absent of opportunity with us. To take the disenfranchised and the marginalized with us. Give us strength. Lord, lift us up where we belong. It's in your name we pray. And the children of God who believe that any moment now, you don't even have to wait for the trumpet to sound. But in this season, you are about to rise. If you believe it, would you give God a praise that will reach heaven? Come on, don't let it stay in this room. Give God a sound. Come on, you got to do better than that. I said, give God a sound. Don't let it just stop at the ceiling. Come on, take it higher than that. I don't want this praise to end in the outer court. Come on, let's worship him and go to the Holy of Holies. Give God a praise like you feel yourself elevated. Come on, your income is elevated. Your lifestyle is elevated. The anointing on your life is now elevated. I believe it for you. I believe it for your children.
Come on, clap your hands if you believe God is taking you higher. Those of you who are defendants, you've had to defend yourself. Had to defend your honor, your reputation, your name. Had to defend your sibling. I'm telling you, God said, I'll take it from here. I want you to become a part of our family of faith. I want you to be connected to what I believe God has assigned us to do in the earth realm. God is calling us beyond the four walls to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. It is our gasping, dying breath that we will fulfill the great commission. God is not calling us to places of ease, but, he call, but he's calling us to meet the downtrodden and to meet the weary. In case you didn't recognize it, that means you. You um, can be hopeless. I need you to hear this. You can be hopeless living in a home. You can be hungry with a fridge full of food. There still be something gnawing at you. that says that something is missing. He's bread. He's water. He's shelter. And you need home. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.